Okay, we're continuing the Arucha Shiurim, and um, we are talking about Inyone Shemitah. And we're continuing, and this is going to be probably the last year, I think, on this topic of Gvulay Zaretz Yisrael. So we started a while back, and we learned through the Mishnah, Shalosh Aratzos, the Mishnah Shviyas. We learned through, um, and from the Art Scroll Mishnayas on the bottom there, we learned through different Pshatim in the northern borders, how to learn the Mishnah. We went through that, the northern borders where where Oyla Mitzrayim and Oyla Babel were Kaivesh. Once we got into that, we got into Kedusha Rishayin and Kedusha Shniya, understanding that. We went through that for a while, and including last year, which we went through the Meshach Achma to explain the difference in Kedusha Rishayin and Kedusha Shniya. So the last thing we have to do here is understand the southern borders of Eretz Yisrael. And of all the different borders, this one makes the most nafkamina halacha lamaisa practically today. So we're going to go through um, the, from the English Sefer, Gateway to Shemitah. Um, and just bekitzer, but we'll, we'll get an understanding of what's going on. So um, on page 40 there is where it starts, brief details of the Gavulois. So on page 40 he basically just describes Kedusha Rishayin and Kedusha Shnida, Kibush of Oile Mitzrayim, Kibush of Oile Baba, which we are proficient in understanding that, so we don't have to read through it. So we go to page 41, in the second, in the, I guess uh, you call it the first new paragraph there, where I had underlines in my cipher, so you got underlines too. Um, <laughs> so I don't even remember when I made these underlines, it was a while back. So he writes like this, Even if Shemitah today would be an obligation, Midei Raisa, it would only apply in those areas that were conquered by the returnees from Gullus Bava, Oile Bava, right? That we know. We know when they came back, they made a Kedusha, say, so, so even if Shemitah's Midaraisa, which we know is a big Machlaikas, and we've explored that over the last uh, who knows, year, somewhere along the line, is it the Raisa the Rabbanan? But even if it would be, it would only be in the places where Oile Bava were Kaivish, right? But Shemitah and the areas conquered solely by the Oile Mitzrayim and lost their Kedusha, right? So they is an obligation Midrabanan. That was the Mishnah that says Shalash Aratzis, that what Oile Bavu were Kaivesh Loi Nechav Nevad is most stringent. Then there's what the parts that Oile Mitzrayim were Kaivesh but not Oile Babel, those have a little less halachas. And then there was Chutz Laretz. So he's explaining the ones that, the, le- the places where Eile Mitzrayim were Kaivesh, but were not Kaivesh the second time around, they really have no Kedusha, right? However, Midrabanan, they gave Dine Shemitah. So the Rabbanan enacted that all the halachas of Shemitah apply to those areas, and this includes the following. Number one, a prohibition of agriculture activity on their land. The Mishnah says, Beferish, Loi Nevad, you can't work on that land, Midrabanan. An obligation of beer on Perishviyas grown on their land. Now this is getting into many machlaiks and rishonim and how to learn the Mishnah. But we're just going to read how he says it. Um, as I tried to prepare the share to go through Mar it's you're getting yourselves into so many machlaiks and rishonim. It gets very, very complicated and deep, and 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 it's hard. So we'll just see the way. Obligation of beer. Um, Three, a prohibition of commerce with Perishvi is grown on their land. So Isra Schaira, we know there's Isra Schaira, we went through that, Barichas do. A prohibition to waste or destroy, destroy Perishvi is grown on the land, meaning there's Kedusha to the fruits, right? So you can't uh, destroy them. Now, what about Svichim? 
What about Svichim? Svichim, as we know, are things that grow on their own, or included in Isra Svichim are things that were grown illegally too, because the Maisa they grew. So although the Rambam is of the opinion that in these areas the Rabbanim were lenient with regard to the Svichim prohibition, so the Rambam halts in places that are only Asami the Rabbanim, because Oile Mitzrayim conquered it, but not Oile Bavel. There's no Isra Svichim. There's no Isra Svichim. Svichim is anyways Midrabanan. They didn't make a Drabanan in this case. So if you turn the page to 42. Um, nevertheless, the Chazanish maintains that since there is uncertainty, if we may rely on the Rambam concerning these areas, we may not be lenient and must consider the Svichim growing there to be forbidden. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand what the Chazanish is coming to do here. But the Chazanish basically says, not so Pashat. Now some hold, you know, some hold, not like the Rambam too. So Machlaikas, the Rambam holds Svichim are Mutter. Others hold Svichim are Asr because anything that's Asr Midaraisa, they made Asr Midarabana. Now Svichim are Asr Midarabana too, but that was also included, anything, I shouldn't say Asr Midaraisa, anything that's Asr in bonafide Shavi'as places, they made Asr in the Rabbana but he says others are lenient. He brings from the Sefer Chut Shani, which is Ramnissen Karel, it's a kind of the where he, even though most of the time he follows the Chazanish, but over here he goes Lamaisa, he seems to be make. Okay. So now we've established the halachas of these places, the difference between Eile Mitzrayim and Eile Baba. Now, the Chazanish writes, that we cannot rely on the names printed on today's maps of Eretz Yisrael as being accurate. Meaning to say, when we figure out Gvul Eretz how do you figure out Gvul Yisrael? You go to Parshas Matas Masay, Parshas Masay, and you start finding names of places, right? The, 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 the Pasuk says, Venosav Gvul, Safaina, Venosav Gvul, we kept them all, it goes here, it goes there, it's not a straight line, a boundary is not a straight line, right? So if it's not a straight line, so you have to find cities. So Dr. Chazanish, one second. Are you going to assume that a city on today's map is the same city that there was in the times of Bavel, Bavel, in the times of the Chumash? No. They are not precise enough. Because the fact that over the decades the names of cities and their surroundings are apt to change and it is left to guesswork if they are the original names or not. And we know that. We know that already in Navi that a city that had one name and then it got destroyed, they built another city nearby with the same name. Yerichai, for example, going to San Perushim, right? So we know that. And we know cities started extending themselves, right? And then the new part is still called it, then the old part doesn't exist anymore. So basically your city moved. So it, it's, it, what the Chazanish is saying is very logical, very logical, and um, now, if theoretically you go and you go and you dig up and uh, archaeological digs and you find Mamish, the old city, as is, maybe you'll have a, you know, a Pesach. I just saw the episode where there was an article, we'll get to Beit Shan, but there was an article in one of the, someone, in, in one of the magazines this past week about archaeo- someone went on this uh, you know, archaeological dig and he was saying that here, you, this is the old place of Beit Shan that the Gemara talks about. Okay, maybe if you go to every place like that and figure it out, you can figure it out. Okay, this means that we cannot be sure if the following. Once we can't rely on it, we can't be sure if certain areas are within the mortars mentioned for the Eile Mitzrayim and the Rabbonon instituted an obligation of Shemitah. So we don't know, maybe this place is Eile Mitzrayim. 
Maybe they are the areas that were sanctified by Ezra. And the halachas of Shemitah apply Midei Raisa, assuming Shemitah is Midei Raisa. Right? <coughs> the next one, maybe they're outside the borders, excluding Halach Shemitah entirely. <laughs> maybe it's Chutzlaretz, maybe it's Anageya, right? So since we are not certain which areas are excluded from the halachas of Shemitah entirely, we cannot be lenient in any area that is perhaps part of Eretz Yisrael. This is what the Chazanish writes. Chazanish writes says, you cannot, we don't know. We don't know. So now, once we know that, examples of a few areas that we know are the main part of Eretz Yisrael that Ezra and the Oile Bavel conquered are Yerushalayim, uh, Yaffa, Jaffa, Tel Aviv, and their environs, everything around them. This is all the Chazanish. Ramla, if you see Ramla's um, right on top of the word Yerushalayim is Ramla. It's also central Eretz Israel. And Ramat HaGolan. Ramat HaGolan is all the way in the north there. Okay, in the, north, in the top right is Ramat HaGolan. That the, um, they say also is clearly. Now, we, when we talked about the uh, northern borders, right, we were up there also talking about all different ways where things went. Right? But it seems for whatever, Ramat HaGolan is still a zikr part of Eretz Yisrael. So those places are for sure Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Now, let's turn the page to page uh, 44. And it's going to go through a couple of different areas in Eretz Yisrael to see what that halach is. So this is what I was mentioning before, Beit Shan. The Gemara explains, the Gemara in Chulin, Zayin Amun Aleph, says that Beit Shan does not have the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because the Eilei Bavel did not reconquer it. And the Alachas of Shemitah do not apply there. Okay, the Gemara says in Beferish, we had this, we saw this once before, it says, I think actually, they Dafka left it over, so it shouldn't be Eretz Yisrael, to leave it during Shemitah, there should be a place that there's, right, we had that. Now, however, the Chazanish writes, that concerning the area called Beit Shan today, it's impossible to say it's the same Beit Shan referred to in the times of the Gemara. Therefore, we must observe the Allah of Shemitah in this area. So if you look back at the map on page 43, right on top of the word Israel, is Beit Shan. So it's all the way, it's, to the, it's, it's, it's in the northeast uh, of, of, um, of Eretz Israel. So it's interesting, it's pretty much by the border, which makes sort of sense that when they left over a place, it was like in the corner there. Right? Somewhere in the corner. It was near civilization, I guess. But it was in the corner, they left it over. But Zakta Chazanish, Mechatesi, how do you know where Beit Shan is? Okay, so you don't have that hat. Let's go back to page 44. What about Gaza, which is called Aza in uh, Lashon HaKadosh? So we're talking about the city itself, the city of Aza. The Rishayim debate if the area from Ashkelon southward is part of Eretz Yisrael, it is considered Chutzlaretz. So when you look back at the map, so I have to keep on looking, but on the, left, on the left side over there, there's the Gaza Strip, and then you see Gaza City, that's Aza, and right, if you follow the, the uh, coast up, there's Ashkelon. See it there? So there's a, there's a Shaila if south of Ashkelon is part of Eretz Yisrael or not. Now, I don't mean to say the whole, we'll see in a moment, it doesn't mean this whole area. It means the little strip under Ashkelon heading towards Egypt. That little strip. And if, if I remember correctly, when we, saw the, uh, when we saw one of the Rambams, 
or someone's shita, when we learned the Mishnah, we saw somebody said a whole strip on the border was not conquered by Eilei, by Eilei Bovel, I think it was. I don't remember, one of them. So, so this is a shaila if the um, south of Ashkelon is part of Eretz Yisrael or Chutz Laretz. So, um, so if we go back to page uh, 44, the implication in the wording of the Rambam is that he maintains its Chutz Laretz. And then even the Eilei Mitzrayim did not conquer the area. Not the pshat that Eilei Mitzrayim conquered it and Eilei Bavel didn't. It was never conquered. That was not part of Eretz Yisrael. Consequently, there's no prohibition of agricultural activities on its land during Shemitah. So if you're in Aza, Gaza City, right, and this, I guess, even sounds like the Chazanish, I don't know, will he say that maybe it's not the original? That I don't know. But we're assuming it is. But according to the Rambam, it sounds like you don't have to worry about anything. However, others understand the opinion of the Rambam to be that Da'ilim Mitzrayim did, in fact, conquer, the, conquer this area. The Radvaz is also of the opinion the area was conquered by Da'ilim Mitzrayim. Therefore, it's possible that also Gaza, which is within the area from Ashkelon southward, was conquered by Da'ilim Mitzrayim. Again, this Machlaikis is Ashkelon in southward. Gaza, Aza, is south of Ashkelon. So if you hold south of Ashkelon was conquered by Eli Mitzrayim, now how far south? Well, we don't know either. But maybe Azo is in it, because it's south. So therefore, that's why he says it's possible that also Gaza, which is within the area from Ashkelon southward, was conquered by Eli Mitzrayim. This means that there's an Isser of agricultural activities on the land during Shemitah Midrabana. Concerning Svichim, that we had a Machlaikis before, if Svichim in these places... Are uh, are usher or not? Midrabanan. So that's dependent on the machlokes before. On the other hand, the Marit writes that the early sages of Yerushalayim considered Gaza to be part of Chutzlaret and not relevant to the Lachas of Shemitah. So the Marit is telling us that the Zikne Yerushalayim, Marit from the time of the Beis Yosef, right? And we we. Uh, we saw the Marit and the Mabit and the Beis and we talked about, um, you know, Gaisha own land. We saw them by Arichus. So the Marit says that the Minig in Yerushalayim was Gaza's part of Chutzlaretz. Now, <clears throat> on page 45 he says, but it's not really Sonegeya, because they don't grow much in Gaza. Now, you have to realize this book was written, uh, I think, before, uh, while G- Gaza was still under uh, Israeli rule, and... Um, there was a lot of agriculture there. It was Gush Katif, right? A lot of agriculture. Now, nothing grows in Aza. You know what I mean? Except terrorists. That's what grow there. You know what I mean? The only thing that grows there, unfortunately. So, but he writes here, the main growth of vegetables is in the surrounding areas of Gaza. It's not in Gaza City anyways. Where there is concern they were conquered by the Oile Bovel. Even if Gaza, Aza itself was not conquered, but the surrounding areas, you don't know where that gvul is, right? Somewhere, it's, it's, it's not a very, it's a very small strip. Even the Rambam, who holds it's, it's, it was never conquered, it's a very small strip. I mean, the rest is Eretz Yisrael, right? Eretz Yisrael didn't start by Yerushalayim, right? It started somewhere over there. So he says, most of it is anyways surrounding areas, which we would call Gush Katib. Um, so there, it might even be Kaivish Eile Bavel. So it's not such an afkamina nagabe aza itself. Consequently, the peyre shviyas grown in these places are to be treated with kedusha shviyas according to all opinions, and it's certainly forbidden to form any agricultural activity on their land. So that would be what was once called gush katif.
the Gaza Strip. What we call today the Gaza Strip has all the halachas of Shemitah applying to it. Even its parish has svichim prohibition. This is due to the possibility the area was conquered by the Eli Bavel for the same reason because we don't know exactly what's going on in those areas. Okay. Yerucham. Where is Yerucham? If we look back at the map, Yerucham is now going further south. You see Yerucham there? It's like right under Dimona, where the uh, nuclear facility is, um, or the one that doesn't exist. But that uh, non-existent nuclear facility that the Israelis don't have is in Dimona. Um, <laughs> so Yerucham. So Yerucham, he says, although there is concern that Yerucham is part of Chutzlaretz, there's more inclination to say that it's part of Eretz Yisrael. Um, we'll see in a moment uh, maybe what the understanding of that is. Then there's Mitzpei Ramon. Where's Mitzpei Ramon? Oh, we're going even more south. Keep on going down. Yerochim next to Mitzpei Ramon. There's strong reason to say Mitzpei Ramon is part of Chutzlaretz. Now we're going to see in a moment why that is. Eilat. Concerning Eilat. Now Eilat's all the way at the bottom there, right? Some are in doubt and maintain that it could be considered Chutzlaretz. The Chazanish is said to have considered Eilat and its environs such as Yatvata, Timna, and Grufis as definitely part of Chutzlaretz. And this is the accepted opinion that Eilat is Chutzlaretz. So you get anything. If someone doesn't want to leave Eretz Yisrael, Eilat is out of Eretz Yisrael. It's out of Eretz Yisrael. It's not part of Kedush Eretz so it does not go all the way down there. For Shemitah. For Shemitah also, yeah. Nowadays we don't consider Eilat. It's Chutz yeah. That's Zichr Chutz no problem. So if they grow anything there, anything from Eilat, it's Chutz you don't have to worry about anything over there. Okay, so now, if you turn your page, I think your page should say on it, page, skips the pages, should it say 50? Is that the next page? 50, okay. This is now, so go down on the, on the bottom there, the Arava. And this is the, this is what is going to explain the southern part of Eretz Yisrael, Yeruchem, Mitzvah Ramon, all these things. The Arava. Now if you'll notice on the map, um, written like on the right side over there, um, not straight, like on, a, on, a, on, a, on an angle, is Arava. Because Arava is an area. It's not a city. It's an area. Okay? It's an area, right. So, the, the Rambam writes that geographically the southern border of Eretz Yisrael is 30 degrees north of the equator. Okay, this is a very interesting Rambam. And if you look at the bottom, it's Kedai just to see where this Rambam is. The Rambam is in Hilchus Kiddush HaChadosh. Okay, so in 62 he, he says like this. He writes that the Rambam writes about the possibility that if the new moon is witnessed in Eretz Yisrael, it might be seen in the countries parallel and w- east and west of Eretz Yisrael. Right, if you could see it in Eretz Yisrael, so it could be if you're on the same uh, plane as Eretz Yisrael, you could see it. So Zotar Rambam, he then says, this is only when the countries in the east and west were from 30 degrees to 35 degrees north of the equator. But if they were further north than this, or further south, they have a different set of rules because they are not opposite Eretz Yisrael. That's the Lashon Arama. Thus, in an incidental way, he informs us that Eretz Yisrael is between 30 and 35 degrees north of the equator. 
Now in another place, in Kiddush HaChadosh, he mentions the figure beginning at 29 degrees. But some explain that there's no contradiction because from there the text uh, from the text there can be understood as referring to another area, not specifically Eretz Yisrael. Here he favors says Eretz Yisrael is 30 degrees. So when you look back at the map, 30 degrees is pretty south. Yeah. Right? It's almost by the Grofit. Right? Now this is why anything under there we're saying is the Chachotzlaretz. Right? So that's why the Chazanish said, Grofit, Yotvata, Timnon, Eilat, are all chutzars. Because they're all under 30 degrees. Nobody holds that Eretz Yisrael is more south than 30 degrees. Okay? So, but, so that means that the whole area north of that is all part of Eretz Yisrael. The whole Arava, Kemat, is part of Eretz Yisrael. That means Mitzpe Ramon, Yerucham, all these places are part of Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Now, <clears throat> let's continue on page 51. Many svarim have been written about this Rambam because it is relevant to the south of Eretz Yisrael, which nowadays is known as the Arava. This area is very fruitful and there is sufficient produce there to supply fruits and vegetables for most of the Shemitah year. So now, if it's Eretz Yisrael, it's too bad, it's Shemitah. If it's Chutz Laaretz, then Eretz Yisrael will have plenty of Chutz Laaretz fruits might be in the state of Israel, but it's not in Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael to provide. It's not even in Oilei Mitzrayim. There's no Kedusha, it's Chutz Laaretz. No Kedusha at all, that's great, then we're all good. Provide Eretz Yisrael with tons of fruits and vegetables. Don't have to worry about Kedusha Shviyas. So it's a very big nafkamino. Where is the southern border? So according to the Rambam, doesn't help us. However... Um, it begins further north than 30 degrees and continues to below 30 degrees. So if we say Eretz Yisrael stretches down to the 30 degrees, this excludes half of the Arava, probably more than half. On the other hand, if we say that it stretches further, I think that should say north than 30 degrees, close to 31, yeah, it's a mistake, it excludes the entire Arava. Because if you look back where 31 is, 31 is by Yerucham, right? That's probably why the Chazanish said or not the Chazanish, what did he say? He said, he said here on page 45, although there's concern Yeruchim is part of Chutz Laaretz, there's more inclination it's part of Eretzel. Because Yeruchim is right on that border of where it is. Mitzvah Ramoni said there's a reason to say it's part of Chutz Laaretz. Because that's much lower. That's in this Machlaikas of the Arava. Okay? No, okay. Some have said that Eretzel finishes one degree higher, 32 degrees. Accordingly, almost the entire Arava will be available to supply fruits and vegetables for the Shemitah year. So that's why he said Yeruchim was a Shiloh. Look where 32 degrees is. 30 degrees is like Beri Shalayim. Now they can't mamish mean 32 degrees, I don't think. What they mean to say probably is halfway between 31 and 32. Because I'll explain to you why. Because... There, if if when when you go through the gevulim, there's a very interesting, there's an interesting shtikel from Chaim Kanyevsky. in Derech Amuna, in Uchas Trumas, there's a big beer halacha there. There's where the Rambam says Ashkelon is outside Eretz Yisrael. That's that Rambam that said Ashkelon wasn't Kaivish. So Chaim has a whole whole thing over there, and I'll just read to you. I have it's printed here. He says. Uh, I'll just read to you what he says. He says, Uv'inyan gvul daroim. So Rabbi Chaim says, For the southern border, Bizmaneinu, in our, 
times. I've seen what a lot of the Achroinim have gathered together. Now there were certain there were certain svarim. I forgot the names of the different svarim that um, that uh, I don't have it here with me. That there's, oh, there's something called the Admas Kaidesh. There were certain svarim that went through the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Maybe the Pasa saw that also. I don't remember. There's different ones, and each one has a little different way. So Reb Chaim says, you know what they did? They were depending themselves on the Arab name villages that they're called today. And they were trying to show how those are the borders of the cities that are listed in the Torah. So he says, Forget the Chazanish that says Beit Shan is not Beit Shan. You want to say that Akiwada, I don't know, I don't know Arabic so well, you know what I mean? Al-Qwada is that, that means what it says in the Torah. Like, just because they, now, that the Hebrew word might translate into that, those Arabic words, but you're going to bring a raya from the Arabic names of the cities that that was the place the Tyra said. Prime says that's what they all did, and that's how they came up with their maps. So, you know, this is such a typical of Prime. I have a way of doing it from the Gemara. What I have to call it? The Arab villages, the Gemara. And he has a whole long thing here. It's about this big, where he goes through all different Gemaras to show you, and he makes a map. And in that Derech Hamuna, in Hilchus Chumas, he has a picture of a map based on his Gvulin. And at the end, he writes over there, he writes, um, oh, right, there's, there's Admas Kaidish, there's the Kafter of Aferach. Right, because the kafter of a Farah, uh, there's kafter of Farah and Tvua Sa'aretz and, and, and Admas Kaidish, three different svarim. And the kafter of a Farah himself says, I'm going to tell you that all these rivers and cities that are in Kisve Kaidish, I have them translated in Arabic and they're the same thing. And this is what Chaim saying. How do you know that? Okay? Now, Rav Chaim writes over there, he says, I sent the map to, uh, I sent the Shtikul Tayyar and the map to my father in law, Rav Yashav. He writes it over in the Nechamona. Rav Yashem wrote him back, and he says, it's true what you wrote, what you wrote is benuyim umiyusadim al-mekoris namanim. Its foundation is true sources, bavli yirishalmi, toisefta rishayinim v'achroinim. I agree. Im kolzais, he says, nevertheless, to paskin halacha l'maisa, we can't do such a thing. Laniyas <coughs> daiti, he says, Akati mi de sveikolinavki. Lamaisa is still a suffix. Ajava viyaritzadik until Eliyahu Navi comes, Mashiach comes. So, when you go through, when you're going to learn, you know, next week's parsha, Matas Masse, you're going to see that some of the things, some of the places sound like they start by the Yam Hamelach, and they come and they pass over somewhere here to go to the other side, to the Mediterranean Sea, which sounds like the Gvul is somewhere near the Beersheva area. Somewhere along, because if you make a line from the Dead Sea, let's say to Gaza, or to Gaza, the end of the Gaza Strip, you're pretty high up here. So let's say it's not a straight line, it's a curvy line, Beersheva's probably in it, but 
So that's when they said that it's 32. I don't really think they mean Mamish 32. 32 is all the way up here. Your Mamish, like, even base Lechem's not in Eretz Yisrael, according to that, right? So I think what they mean, it's higher than 31, but not Mamish by 32. That's what I'm assuming. But according to that, if that's where your Gvul is, everything below that is Chutzlarts. That's it's great for, you know, Shemitah, the whole Arava. So what do we do? So let's look back on page... Uh, on page 50. So on page, I'm sorry, page 51. So he says, Reb Shloim Zalman Arbach maintained that there's a possibility the entire Arav is part of Eretz Yisrael. Lamaisa, we have a Rambam. And the Rambam says Eretz Yisrael is down to the bottom. Nevertheless, there's also a possibility as part of Chutzlaretz. It's a Suffolk. And taking into account that today Shemitah is, only, is not Midaraisa, only Midrabanan, so you could say Suffolk Dirabanan Lekula. Now the Chazanish holds you can't say that. Because there's a concept by a Suffolk, if it's a Suffolk that's a Chisoran in Yediya, it's not a real Suffolk, it's just a lack of knowledge. That's not called a doubt. A doubt is, you know, Suffolk Karavloi, Suffolk Karavla. Sveikas, there's a doubt. But if it's just a chesaron in Yediya, that's not necessarily a suffix that you can say suffix to Rabban and Lekula. Rabban says, no, that's also called a suffix. Maybe it's not called chesaron in Yediya because nobody in the world knows. Sometimes there's no way of finding out. Maybe that's not called a suffix chesaron in Yediya. So Rabban says you can be meiko. This would mean that although Shemitah vegetables grown on Jewish-owned land in Eretzel are forbidden for consumption, nevertheless, if this land is part of Arava, the Shemitah vegetables there are permissible for consumption. Because you say, Safik Rabban and Lekula. It doesn't mean consumption, Svichim he means, right? Or, or it doesn't have Kedush Eretzel. However, Shlomo Zalman Arbach said, if it's possible to obtain produce during Shemitah from non-Jewish-owned land in the Arava, that's preferable. Because then you have two Kulas. There's Yavul Nachri, which Yesh Aymrim, even in Eretz Yisrael, Yesh Kinyan, and it doesn't have Halacha. We went through that Barichas. And plus, you're in the Arava, so you have two Kulas. Rabbi Shalim Zalman says you could do that. The Badats Yushalayim have maintained that the southern border is, 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 is it should be above 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he keeps on, he's, this got messed up here. Yeah. And almost the entire Arava is part of Chutzlaretz. Thus, vegetables, even from Jewish-owned land, are permissible for consumption. So this is a big nafkamina. You remember we had a big nafkamina between Yerushalayim and Bnei Brak when it came to Gaiyish stuff, Yuval Nachri, because the Chazanish held there's no such kula at all. He knocked off the whole Beisayisif, the whole Mabit, the whole business. And Yerushalayim said, no, that's the minic, Right? This is another nafkamina. According to the Chazanish, Arava, which is so much of the produce, according to Chazanish, it's Dineshvias. You don't have any Yatayrim. You have Svichim, you have Kedusha, you have all the problems. According to the Badatsi Rishalayim, they hold that it's Nechutz Laretz. And according to Shalim Zalman, it's a suffix. Shalim Zalman, we all, even by Yivul Nachri, Shalim Zalman also, I think, if I remember correctly, said you could be Mekel. He was more Yushalayim, if I remember. I don't remember. We went through it. But that is, the, that, is that. So now, so now, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, I was just in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem. And first of all, you should know that I told you once that I have an Esrik tree in Eretz Yisrael. And they just sent me pictures of our Esroigim growing on the tree. I was mafka them. I'll be mafka them again in front of two Aiden, mafka all my fruits on the trees. So, to me, Mekai Mitzvah Shemitah. So, anyone who's there, it's my tree, I own the tree, but the fruits are hefker. And um, so, you can go pick Asterisk if you want. So the problem will be, might see Perish Vias Lutzar. It's I'm going for my son's Katsana in September. I'm ho- I would like to go see my tree. 
Um, someone else here said they want to go pick an esrik. Like I said, it's not so pasha to be mighty parish fee as the Chutzlart, but um, it would be pretty cool, Lemaisa. Yeah. <laughs> so, at least to see it. So it's about 45 minutes from Yishalayim. The, the, uh, it's even before the airport even, and some kibbutz. So, um, or Moshav or something. Anyways, but, so I was just there. So, so I was in Yishalayim. So when you go to, let's say, you go to find, you have to look at the Echsherim. It's very important to look at the Echsherim. It's always important right, so to have a good Echsher, because there's problems of Chumas and Maestras. On a regular day. But here there's a problem of Shemitah. So on some of the Achsherim it says, Perishvi is Beheter Mechira. Heter Mechira, right? The land was sold. We know Heter Mechira is very Shvach. It's very Shvach. That's not something that I would tell anyone to eat from Heter Mechira. Then you have the Badat, the, uh, not the Badat, the, um, well, the Badat is inherent in the Badat, but even the Rabbanut Yerushalayim Mahadrin, which is a good Achsher. They write, Perishviyas, fr- I'm sorry, the fruits come from Yevul Nachri, and Arava. Those are the three things that it says on the sign. All the signs say that. So, we know what that means. We know Chutz that's obvious, right? We now know what Arava means, because they're being Meikal, like the Badats Yushalayim, and like the rest of Yushalayim, that Arava is considered Chutz And then Yuvul Nachri, we know also was a Tomol, and there Yushalayim was Meikal. So the Rabbanut is going, and the Badats is also Meikal like that. That's what it says in that. Now there are some Hechsherim, like the, there's some Sephardish Hechsherim, that they say, Kol Dinei Shemitah L'Chumrah. So which means to say that they're not going, no Arava, no Yavul Nakri, it has to be Mamish Chutzlaret stuff, like bonafide Chutzlaret stuff, they're going with all the Chumras, right? I don't know if you'll find Bnei Brak stuff in Yerushalayim, that type of action. If you go to Bnei Brak, you're not going to find Yavul Nakri, Heterim, you're not going to find Arava, right? You can, the only thing you can find is Chutzlaret stuff there, or Shemitah stuff, that's what it is. So, but that is, now you know what that sign means. When it says there, the Paris are Yevul Nachri, Chutz Laretz Arava. I should have taken a picture of the sign. I should tell my son to send me a picture. Yeah, <laughs> send me a picture of the sign. Yeah. You know, but that's what it is. You have to look at the Echzer. Is it Heter Mechira, or is it from these three things? And uh, now, I'll tell you personally, Lemaisa, Lemaisa, what, we, we had a Chachma Sadam, if you remember, way back in the beginning, that the Chachma Sadam said that even if Lemaisa you live in Eretz Yisrael, and you want to be soimich, that Shemitah is only Midr Abanan, but for Bnei Chutz Laaretz, he said, what do we have to be soimich on Kulus for? You should be chayshe, Shemitah is Midr Raisa. There was a Chachmas Adam that said that. So when I was in Eretz Yisrael, it bothered me a little bit to be soimich on any of these Kulus. Because Bishlam, if you live there, you have no choice. Right? But why do I have to be soimich on Aravala Kula? And, 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 and all the, say, because only Midr Abanan. But the Chachmas Adam said, if you're a Ben Chutzlaretz, <coughs> you should be Chayshus the Raisus, and maybe I don't have any of these Tzveikas. I don't have any of these Tzveikas. I have to go to Chumrah, right? So I wasn't sure what to do about that. My I was only there for two days. So not to eat fruits and vegetables for two days wasn't the biggest deal. Uh, my wife, I didn't say a word. I only told her when I came back that I don't think I ate a fruit or vegetable when I was there. Now, it's hard to say. If I ate in any place that prepared food, maybe they put something in. I can't know bivada, you know. But I, I tried to be nizer. It was just like, I was like nervous about it. You know what I mean? Except the places that said l'chumra, everything l'chumra. Everything l'chumra, that already, you could, I'm assuming you could be saimachan. But when the places that said, you know, the arava and the, and the what's it called, avada, you could be mekel. 
But uh, I had this Chach Masadim in my head that maybe I don't have a right. We'll see. I'm going to be going back to Hashem for a week next time. It's going to be a little harder than that, to, you know, whatever. Again, I'm not being macabre that, but, you know, you think that it's automatic that just because, you know, they're saying it's kosher, but maybe they have a different heter because they live there and they have all these heterim. But a Ben Chutzlar, it's like, why do you have to be machnis yourself in? Elamai, but you have to eat. Okay. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, so that is the uh, that is the Arava Sugya. That's the southern border of Eretz Israel, and I think that covers borders. And Bez Hashem, we will start a new topic next week. Bez Hashem.